0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: If this year's Halloween follows form, a few children will return home with something more than an upset tummy. In recent years, several children have died and hundreds have narrowly escaped injury, from razor blades, sewing needles, and shards of glass purposely put into their goodies by adults. In fact, that plump red apple that Junior gets from the kindly old woman down the block may have a razor blade hidden inside. Stay tuned to hear all about that on The Reluctant History. I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our reluctant historian, Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history, or you
0: absolutely hate it,
1: this podcast is for you. We would like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Metis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Turtle Island. Okay, Dakota, what do you think we're talking about today?
0: you were very vague in what you were talking about so oh what could it be could it be uh asshole people are trying to kill kids through fucking pu- through their candy
1: i don't know <laughs> uh, who- <laughs> You'd <be>
0: like <laughs> no it's actually about the holocaust <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh so i'm i'm very excited about this one. Oh, okay and i've got stories to tell oh good i'm excited <laughs> halloween related ones so
1: perfect yeah. so
0: we'll get into that in a, in a minute
1: yeah well so i think i'm a little bit on a poisoning kick here uh la- <laughs> last week we talked about a prolific cereal poisoner and then this week for our first episode for this year's spooky season
0: Ooh. <laughs>
1: we're gonna talk about why and how americans believed their halloween candy was poisoned
0: yeah so you were right Ooh, i got an idea for a costume great um now, I only use this word because that's what people refer to it when you dress up in this way. This is not in no way me doing any sort of slut shaming. Do you? But maybe I should be a, for Halloween, be a piece of, uh, a, a slutty piece of poison candy.
1: I think you should. I Thank will you. support that. <laughs> yeah. I fully support that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what's your golden nugget?
0: Yeah, so today, after we record, I'm going to go uh, hang out with my buddy Tim. Haven't seen him in a while, so we're going to go play board games at the board gaming cafe downtown. Ooh, so
1: We love board games.
0: Oh, I love them so much. They are like, you know, I love video games beyond belief, but something about the experience that a board game can give, because with video games especially like granted there's so many different types of video games and i play a a lot of video games but there's also a lot of the same old you know there's that gray looking first person shooter you know the call of duties and stuff Mm -hmm, like that mm -mm -mm. so i don't a lot of them i don't play because i'm like well it's the same old with board games i don't follow them as closely i don't watch board game news or whatever right (laughs) like i do with video games yeah so when we go to the fucking board game store or the cafe it's like i'm a um kid at a candy shop you know there's just like so many no no i'm a canadian kid in a foreign candy shop
1: oh yeah because they've
0: got so many stuff i'd never heard of Mm -hmm. just like in a board game store you're like what is this crazy experience and then you have this experience together that is like when i'm playing a, a video game I often like to play solo experiences, yeah. right? I don't like to play with other people for the most part. But with board games, you know, that's what you do. And it just like is this like experience that you have together, you know, that's mm-hmm. like it's a shared thing. Yeah. Nobody's going to have that exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we're going to go play some board games. I'm going to have a Jones soda, Ooh, yeah. uh, which are the tits, as they say.
1: That that is what they say.
0: Yeah. So, um, that is my golden nugget. What nice. is yours? Uh,
1: yeah. I'm get. I got paid. So, um, teachers we don't get paid over the summer. Yeah. So it's been three months, and I like not being
0: a broke grandma?
1: A broke grandma, Yeah. So, I mean, the majority of the money is going towards our new house, but it's still very exciting to have money again.
0: Yeah, and also. Speaking of which, we move into the new house soon, which is super cool. But we'll cool. we'll do that as a golden nugget soon. Yes. Anyways, yeah, it's uh, it is cool that you got paid because it's important. It is important. In today's capitalistic society. Yes, it's just I
1: can't sell my chickens.
0: <laughs> they summers. You know, it sucks. You know, with your with your career that you know those months that they don't split it up. Yeah, I wish to... they did because. Uh... Teachers aren't accountants, you know? No, I'm not. They, don't, they aren't like, why do Why do you have to, like, make sure you have enough money to live right? in the summer? Like, right? that should be their job. Absolutely. Okay? I'm saying that with a little bit of tongue in cheek, but also, like, they should pay you throughout the entire year. I think so. Yeah.
1: I agree. They're, like, their argument is that they want us to have that money so that it's making us interest rather than, like, making them interest. But I think that's a, there's other divisions that right. pay their teachers through the summer. So. Do they
0: really? Yep. Wait, like others in the... In the province, yeah. No way, really? Yep. Huh. So, yeah. Um. Is... does How does Regina do it?
1: Uh, they don't get paid in the summer, but oh. um, the division outside of Regina, so yeah. Prairie Valley, they yeah. do get paid over the summer, so... Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that would be... Better. Better, because then we could... Well, I
1: could just, like, budget my life easier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Well, it's...
1: and, like, for... The fact of the matter is, the like, I... Put away around six hundred dollars a month, yeah, each month to be able to make it through the summer.
0: Yeah, and
1: nothing uh, more than that, actually. Yeah. yeah,
0: and summers, like I guess for being real, it is—it's tougher. It's when we get to the Absolutely. summer. Yep. Financially, it is a little bit more of a strain. Exactly. You know?
1: So start buying our merch so that <laughs> we can have a passive income to pass yep. get me through the summer.
0: Yeah, let's start begging. Uh, Begging? Give us a tip on... Yes, please. Buy me a coffee. Uh, uh, Give us just the tip. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Uh, Anyways.
1: All right. So, yeah, we're back to spooky season.
0: Spooky. And we're not going to do two witch episodes this time.
1: No. We didn't do two witch episodes. We did the history of witches and then the Salem witch trials, which are two very different things.
0: I didn't say they were related. I said two witch episodes. Whatever. Those are two witch episodes. Gotcha. Witch. <laughs> that was good that was good because like i'm trying my best little insight into relationship i'm i know this sounds crazy but i'm trying at the request of my wife to not to not call her a bitch
1: <laughs> maybe you should like give a little bit more information like about it's in that. a funny
0: to me it's a funny way it's yes. not like uh
1: so the way that his family shows love is that they insult each other and yeah. give each other the finger and say like kind of rude things to each other and like that apparently means they love each other that I don't get that that that's not how I show love
0: yeah so when I say I love you bitch (laughs) it's a compliment yeah Mm -hmm. but she doesn't take it that way she can't let me know
1: listeners yeah actually though let us know
0: (laughs) (laughs) no they're gonna tear me apart (laughs) Uh, so anyways I Don't call my wife a bitch anymore. So, progress. The bar is low. (laughs) The bar is very low with me. So, but I'm a nice guy, okay?
1: A rugged chode,
0: if you will. A rugged chode.
1: So, rumors of tainted, poisoned, or otherwise murderous Halloween candy handed out to unsuspecting children are as much a part of the Halloween tradition as costumes and singing trick or treat. The belief is simple, really, that no child is safe on October 31st because psychotic murderers may hand out tainted treats to trick or treating kids but is this a real fear or something of urban legends what do you think dakota
0: i i would say it's a real thing um uh, no, i mean maybe not to the extent that it's like no child is safe because say okay for instance in the city here mm-hmm. i would be afraid to go trick-or-treating mm. granted i'm 30 so yeah. i shouldn't be anyways but um as if i was a kid i wouldn't trick-or-treat in the city uh, personally interesting yeah yeah it, it is something that scares me
1: oh wow yeah oh okay i
0: don't trust these people that i don't know giving me candy but hmm. well my, i grew up
1: in the city so i went trick or treat. yeah yeah
0: so that makes sense so whereas in beachy uh my hometown of 300 people you know everybody knew who you were Granted, I didn't know them because I didn't care about old people. <laughs> Still don't. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, uh, they, um, there was this one man who would give loose jelly beans.
1: Did you eat those jelly beans?
0: I actually don't remember. Hmm. I don't think so, though, hmm. which is maybe a little surprising. But yeah, he would just like have a scoop of jelly beans and pour it into your bag. And like hmm. that seems super sketchy. Maybe it was. Mm, I don't know.
1: Yeah. See, that seems sketchier than what we see in the city.
0: Yeah. But we were like, oh, that's just, <laughs> that's just old man Johnson, you know? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we would, uh, I don't know. People would make homemade popcorn balls right i don't know if they did that in the city
1: no because that's sketchy that's how you get poisoned
0: yeah and that shit was delicious well they would be wrapped in their their it would be
1: way easier to poison people in fucking beachy than in the city because you would be like unsuspecting you'd be like
0: oh this is just old man johnson old man johnson always has his johnson out you know so yeah i don't know sometimes they'd make us sing too to get Mm. the candy Interesting. Put on little, tight little outfits, too. Stop it! It was weird.
1: (laughs) All right. So the tradition of candy being given out for trick-or-treating wasn't always the case. Prior to the 1930s, it didn't really happen. And then in the 1930s and 1940s, when the custom began, children were given everything from homemade cookies and pieces of cake to fruit, nuts, coins, and toys. But then capitalism. And candy manufacturers wanted to get in on the act so they began promoting their products for Halloween consumption. As trick-or-treating became more popular, candy was increasingly seen as a more affordable and convenient offering. It wasn't until the 1970s, though, that wrapped, factory-made candy was viewed as the only acceptable thing to be handing out to the ghosts and goblins on one's front doorstep.
0: Interesting. So so no longer people, people would give out homemade shit. Right. Unless you live in a small town and That's they right. give you popcorn balls. Yep.
1: A key reason for this was safety, as parents feared the real-life boogeyman might tamper with goodies that weren't store-bought and sealed. An op-ed ran on October 28, 1970, in the New York Times, suggesting the possibility of strangers using Halloween's trick-or-treat tradition to poison children. The editorial mentioned two unconfirmed incidents in upstate New York, and offered a series of frightening but rhetorical questions. The author wondered, for example, if that plump red apple from the kindly old lady down the road might have a razor blade hidden inside of it.
0: She's just, it's just the witch from uh, Snow White. <laughs> yeah,
1: please eat my apple. Yeah, but so she posed it as a rhetorical question. So that's a question oh. that doesn't have an answer. But mm-hmm. the readers accepted these questions as definitive fact. So they weren't critical readers.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: Two days later, after this op-ed ran. A five-year-old child died on Halloween in Detroit after consuming heroin. Early media reports of his death cited his uncle's claim that he had been exposed to the drug through tainted holiday treats. Why would someone put,
0: you know, the good shit in, uh, uh, in candy? Why not just put, you know arsenic or something that people don't want to consume
1: well it wasn't in his candy because by oh. mid-november oh, newspaper okay. reported showed that the child had in fact found the heroin in his uncle's home oh not in a bag of candy as investigators had first been told so he was just not wanting to take
0: uh, how, how did he in- did he eat the heroin like yeah okay because i was like because the only way i know how to ingest her ingest inject i guess in this case inject heroin is to do it with uh you know you know here's a tutorial for you if you will you take the needle you put in the heroin i what i'm about to tell you is going to prove that i don't know what heroin (laughs) really is or how to take it because you put in whatever it is crystals powder uh, liquid in some cases i don't know you wrap a belt around your arm and then you just fucking go to town on your arm and you go
1: (sighs) yeah so this five-year-old kid probably wasn't doing that he was just (laughs) eating the heroin that he found in his uncle's house. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, but the thing is that that op-ed piece ran saying yeah. people are going to kill you and then this kid did die and yeah. the uncle blamed it on Halloween candy instead of taking responsibility for it.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um. Also, if people, okay, so they said like, uh, you know, the only kind of stuff that can be trusted is Halloween or like treats bought from a store kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? But if someone is like... Their goal is I'm gonna kill kids through poison, whatever mm-hmm. razor blades. They're gonna just they're gonna find a way. Here's a something my sisters used to do, which is poison people. Well, I mean that's not the one I was gonna talk about, <laughs> but no. Um, th- uh, so mom would bring b- bag, a, home, a bag of chips. I'm sorry for outing you guys. I feel like the statute of limitations is over, but uh, and we weren't supposed to get in eat in the bag, but they would they would open the bag yeah. like very carefully, you know, take a couple chips and then they would cl- close the bag and just kind of like s- make it look like it was sealed just by like running their hands fingers around the top oh, yeah. of it and it would look like it was fully closed still. Hmm. So for all you child murderers out there, <laughs> pro tip.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be able to figure that out like cuz if they but, like... if,
0: but a kid though. A kid that is just yeah, taking, sure. bringing home bringing home their treats, you dump it out. There? Well, that's
1: why your parents are supposed to check your Halloween candy before you eat it.
0: Yeah, supposed to. Did yours? Yes. Did yours?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and, and, yeah, you and, were
1: getting fucking jelly beans and popcorn from Johnson down the street. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. Johnson 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 and Johnsons. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but what I'm saying though also is that if you're going to kill kids, you're going to kill kids. Right. There's nothing we can do about it. That, well, so stop looking for <laughs>
1: well what's the truth here were candies actually being poisoned
0: what is the truth
1: well it's a bit of both actually
0: oh it's a bisexual
1: (laughs) stop it many if not most reports of halloween sadism are of questionable authenticity according to sociologists and criminal justice experts joel best and gerald t horiichi but that doesn't mean that they don't happen when Best and Horiichi conducted an extensive study on so-called Halloween sadism, or crimes specifically committed using Halloween treats or customs, they concluded that the threat is hugely exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Though both parents and kids are taught to be on alert for it tampered with sweets, most of the cases the researchers analyzed were either overstated or could not be linked to Halloween itself.
0: I guess when you think about it, like, I don't think that a the vast population wants to murder children some yes mm-hmm. some might be in this room but most people i would say don't want to murder children mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah it's probably a lot lower <laughs> than what is thought
1: like none basically yeah. uh best and Horichi suggests that fears of halloween sadism rise during fearful times so if mm-hmm. society is afraid of something we'll see more like scary stories about people being poisoned from halloween candy even though it's not actually happening
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. So, for example, paranoia about tainted candy spiked in the early 1980s after a rash of Tylenol poisonings in which cyanide-laced acetaminophen was placed on store shelves and sold. This high-profile crime led to the introduction of child-proof containers and tough federal laws aimed at punishing those who tamper with drugs. So, after the Tylenol murders, which are still unsolved, warnings about tampered with Halloween candy
0: increased. Huh. Okay. So here's a question i've always been too embarrassed to ask so what exactly is cyanide is it just poison yep it's just a type of poison i don't know why i was embarrassed to ask that that was thank you for not judging me You're welcome. <laughs> um so sorry so there uh so there was a tylenol kids were accidentally getting to just tylenol
1: no so in the 80s somebody they don't know who yeah. went to a bunch of different drugstores yeah. and like well they had put tylenol onto the shelves Mm -hmm. um and that Tylenol had some of the pills had been injected with cyanide and so the people who took that Tylenol died and they don't know who did this who put these new boxes on the shelves so then to like combat that they now we have those child proof proof lids so that you can't really get into them easily Mm -hmm. but then also that um you know that seal over top of them Mm -hmm. and that's why all of the boxes say don't take these if this looks like this has been tampered with
0: oh i see yeah
1: so now while the fears may be overblown that doesn't mean that halloween poisonings have not occurred in 1964 for example a new york woman named helen file was arrested for handing out things like ant poison and dog
0: biscuits to kids but like she sh- dog biscuits yeah <laughs> like why though dog biscuits are expensive (laughs) yeah so
1: i'll tell you why so when Uh, questioned the housewife said that she was joking and that she gave the items to the kids that she felt who were too old to be trick-or-treating
0: i did it for the lols is what she's saying (laughs) no she was like that kid's too old here's a dog biscuit fuck i would have been that kid i i (laughs) trick-or-treated till i was in grade 12 oh my yeah we were uh we back in my day when i was a kid you would go trick-or-treating all the kids would be trick or treating around seven. Everyone mm-hmm. would be out at dark, you know. Your snow would be up till to, you, to your shins, you know. And uh, nowadays, all the kids go after school. Yeah. Uh, maybe because kids are getting murdered. <laughs> not, they're not. not no, 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 not because of Halloween, just in general. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, but when I when I was in grade twelve and we went trick or treating at seven, like, uh, you know, like a fucking normal person, um everyone told us that oh you're the last like everyone's already been here already Hmm. take the rest of our candy
1: wow it was
0: the best year of my no best day of my life second is our wedding
1: okay well i'm glad that that i rank up there with your
0: trick-or-treating you would be so lucky
1: so no children were poisoned during that incident but the law enforcement did not find her actions funny
0: (laughs) she just like she tells him and she goes eh eh (laughs) (laughs) Get (laughs) mad. All right. Those cops, no sense of humor. No sense of humor.
1: (laughs) The most infamous Halloween poisoning took place on October 31st, 1974. That's when a Texas man named Ronald O'Brien gave cyanide-laced pixie sticks to five children, including his own son. Ooh. He had taken... Yeah. So I'll tell you his story here. He had taken his two children out trick-or-treating along with two other neighborhood children. After visiting a home where the occupant failed to answer the door, the children grew impatient and ran ahead to the next home, while O'Brien stayed behind. He eventually caught up to the group and produced five 21-inch pixie sticks, which he would later claim was given from the occupant of the house that had not answered the door. The other children never ate the candy, but his eight-year-old son, Timothy, did just before bed. Timothy had trouble getting the candy out of the stick, so O'Brien helped him to loosen the powder. After tasting the candy... Timothy complained that it tasted bitter, and O'Brien gave him some Kool-Aid to wash it down. Timothy immediately began to complain that his stomach hurt, and he ran to the bathroom, where he began vomiting and convulsing. He died en route to the hospital less than an hour after consuming the candy. Timothy's death raised fear in the community, and numerous parents turned in the candy that their children had gotten from trick-or-treating, fearing it was laced with poison. At first, the police did not suspect O'Brien until the autopsy revealed that the pixie stick he had consumed was laced with the cyanide. Four of the five candies were recovered by police from the other children, but the fifth couldn't be found. The parents of this fifth child were hysterical and rushed upstairs where they found their son asleep holding the unconsumed candy, as he had been unable to open the staples that sealed the wrapper shut.
0: Oh, staples. Is that how he did it? He stapled it back shut? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was like thinking, I'm like... That's kind of what I'm talking about. I mean, that's not the best way to do this. Uh, hey, eat this fucking pixie stick that has a staple on it. Right? <laughs> you know, like, those those things are sealed. Like, you need scissors to open them, don't you? Mm, or can you just rip you can it? You usually
1: bite them open, yeah. Okay, well... But, yeah, so staples, like, make it harder to get into. Yeah,
0: anyways, the point is that, like, that looks clearly tampered with. Yes. <laughs> like, you need to learn some of my tips from my sisters, you know? Yes. So...
1: Upon investigation, it was noted that all five of the Pixie Sticks had been opened, with the top two inches refilled with cyanide powder and resealed with a staple. So exactly what you're saying. According to a pathologist who tested the Pixie Sticks, the candy consumed by Timothy contained enough cyanide to kill two adults, while the other four candies contained enough to kill three or four adults. Though nobody saw O'Brien put the cyanide in the candy, investigators learned that O'Brien had recently taken life insurance policies out on his children. Oh... He was convicted of murder and executed via lethal injection in 1984. Wow. And though it has been decades since his crime, the Candyman murder, which is what it's called, Mm -hmm. still looms large in the memories of many parents on Halloween. And his attorney stated in 2009 that his client was convicted of killing Halloween.
0: It's a good name, though. Candyman. Mm -hmm. Um, So wait, so why did he give to these other kids then?
1: Uh, I think to, like, cover his tracks because he was like, oh, if all of these kids died, oh. then it wouldn't look like.
0: <laughs> so fucked up. Yeah.
1: So he tried to kill. So uh, his... he had a daughter as well, and yeah. he gave the candy to her and his son.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then, yeah, to those two other random kids that he were with him and mm. then to some random child that he just saw on the street and was like, yeah. here, take this Halloween candy.
0: Jasper, I'd never poison you. That's good. Yeah. I'm a good pop pop.
1: Yeah. Well, money makes people do crazy things.
0: Yeah, and I couldn't get shit for him if I killed him.
1: Absolutely not. You couldn't. He would know life insurance
0: policy. Hey, on an unrelated note, you want to have a baby? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. I know this great life insurance place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the story around O'Brien quickly took on its own life. Though it had no evidence, Newsweek magazine asserted that in 1975, over the past several years, several children have died and hundreds have narrowly escaped injury from razor blades, sewing needles, and shards of glass put into their goodies by adults. So when I was growing up, this was like a common thing. People were like, yeah, there's razor blades and apples. And like, it was just like fact that we believed that that was something that happened. Yeah. But I find it so interesting. So this mag- this article in Newsweek magazine they just said it, and they yeah. had no claims. They just were like, this is fact. How does those... a razor
0: blade get in an apple? Great question.
1: Great question. So- but,
0: Like, you would see where it's being put in. Do they know how apples are made? I don't know. By trees. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> unless the fucking- This is going to be a deep cut, but the- One of the main villains that Kirby, the little pink guy from Nintendo, always right. fights, is a giant tree with a, with a face and right. stuff. He always fights him. Maybe that guy is making razor blade blade apples. Apples. But other than that, and also, you know, if someone was telling me, oh, this might have a razor blade, probably not, but maybe, I would just eat it very slowly with small bites. Or cut it open. Or cut it open. That's even better. Oh, you were...
1: Or just don't eat a random loose apple or popcorn ball because it could have a razor blade in it. Yeah,
0: go to the local market.
1: Yes. But regardless of how horrific O'Brien's act was, it was not a random act of Halloween Havoc since it was aimed directly at his children and their friends, not at trick-or-treaters. Perhaps, though, because of O'Brien's notoriety, parents can still be skittish when it comes to Halloween candy. Authorities can be, too, despite the fact that rumors of randomly distributed poison candy or threats like apples that contain razor blades are nothing more than urban legends. Still, fear persists, and by the 1980s, some communities banned trick-or-treating, while hospitals in some metropolitan areas offered to x-ray Halloween candy. Parent-teacher associations encouraged fall festivals to replace Halloween, and on Long Island, a community group gave prizes to children who stayed home all together for Halloween in 1982. (sighs) Oh, jeez. The governor of New Jersey signed a bill requiring a jail term for those tampering with candy, and the worries of parents and community leaders drove this fear.
0: Did you say jail time for people tampering with candy? Yeah. And she, but I did it for the lols, as she's shaking her uh, jail bars. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was 20 years after she did that. I know, but for the joke, dear. Got it, got it, got it. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I did it for the lols.
1: In a popular nationally syndicated newspaper advice column called Ask Ann Landers, Landers warned in 1983 of twisted strangers who had been putting razor blades and poison in taffy apples and other Halloween candy. But it's not actually happening the way that we think it is. Hmm. Today, a majority of Americans of all ages see Halloween as an opportunity to celebrate excess, a dark kind of Mardi Gras, and Halloween, with its association with the powers of darkness, can allow many legends to flourish. Tales of dangerous outsiders, poison candy, and other alleged threats to the innocent lives of children. So Dakota, what do you think?
0: That was great. Um, I'll, I'll add to, you know...
1: Yeah, I thought you were going to tell us some stories.
0: I did. Oh, the, the en- chips. Throughout the entire podcast, I was telling stuff about Halloween. <laughs> you were. Jeez. And they say, I don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, me. I'm the villain. Yeah, so um, and I guess another thing is, you know, there's a side thing. Probably not. This isn't related to the the candy, per se, but, like, I know, like, our hometown, like, like, Christians, they they weren't allowed to trick or treat, right? Mm. Because of the demonic stuff that yeah, came demonic. Okay. Halloween. So there's just a lot of... Um, I don't know, bullshit that comes out of like just this. This, 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 uh, this, not holiday, because it's not an actual holiday, but this day that is just like supposed to be just a fun day for people to just enjoy chocolate, (laughs) maybe watch some scary movies, you know, like just like.
1: Well, it actually has more of a history than that, which we might get into this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it, um, I'm sure it does, as most stuff does, you know, like, but. That's like, that's like just saying, like, my example, the Halloween is like saying, well, Christmas is just about eating, uh... Chocolate (laughs) and watching a scary movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you watch, uh, uh, the fucking Nightmare Before Christmas, so... Also, you know what I just noticed when I'm thinking? (laughs) When I'm, like, gonna say a thought and I'm almost there, I just use the word fucking (laughs) in Mm -hmm. between. It's my, instead of just using the word um, I just say fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So, uh, anyways that's interesting that you know uh, i mean a lot of this this fear i guess
1: yeah because you were like legit scared yeah yeah you were, legit, gotten, you were like yeah
0: to me like yeah. i i wouldn't trick-or-treat in saskatoon or right or well, maybe now you specific areas maybe um now
1: you can feel safe knowing you can go trick-or-treating we should take you this year we should take
0: you this year <laughs> they will they will think that i molest <laughs> That they will see me coming and they'll be like we better lock up our daughters <laughs> so um, yeah i uh, and then speaking to your parents i wonder you know cuz they would check your candy right yeah. do you think that that stems from maybe not a like a huge fear but like a little bit of like we need to protect our kid yeah
1: probably you know i mean i still think it is a good idea it is like, for
0: sure but you they're strangers right yeah you know, it's like, exactly it's like
1: not that i think people are out there trying to poison us yeah. or anything but like you know what if well just a very simple explanation like what if you're allergic to peanuts you know you can't I, have peanut I, chocolates. I am allergic
0: to penis stop it um yeah no absolutely and uh you know trick-or-treating is kind of like uh getting into a stranger's van without the van
1: absolutely you know (laughs) that's exactly what it is yeah
0: so and the molestation you don't yeah there's no you don't usually get molested i mean sometimes but not not usually that's right so uh yeah i thought this was great um i mean i i really like halloween yeah i don't i don't dress up like i used to just because it's like expensive right here's a question just uh, uh, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but Halloween. What was your favorite costume you ever wore?
1: Ugh, like I hate Halloween.
0: Okay, Grinch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I that's like the costumes is like one of the biggest things that I hate about
0: Halloween. I know I said I'm not calling you a bitch anymore, but, like, <laughs> I'm tempted to. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? What don't you like about dressing it's, up?
1: It, there's so much pressure. Is there? Yes. Well, I'm,
0: there's I... only pressure if you make there be pressure.
1: I don't think, like, you have to, no. I Lady Macbeth, that was my favorite costume. I dressed as Lady Macbeth.
0: That's really cool. When
1: I was a teacher, and that wasn't a lot of pressure. I loved that costume yeah but I, I, it makes me really stressed out i don't like halloween for that reason like i hate mm-hmm. having to think of a costume and then like especially since i've gained a lot of weight it's like mm-hmm. really hard for me but that's fair. It's really it's very stressful for
0: no me. absolutely okay that is, triggered me apparently, apparently <laughs> jesus christ that is a fair point But I think that, that aside, I think it's like saying, like, you know how New Year's, I used to think, oh, New Year's is so much pressure to do stuff. Now I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to work on New Year's or just hang out at home. Like, I'm going to go to sleep before midnight. Well,
1: that's what I usually like to do on Halloween, is I like to go out for supper, turn off all the lights, and be like, fuck you, children.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No treats for you. No treats for you, you fucking Grinch. Uh, I'm not a
1: Grinch. I love Christmas.
0: Well, okay. Me since you so kindly asked my favorite <laughs> costume i ever had i'm gonna go with two okay one time i did uh, wayne from wayne's world cool and i had my guitar hero guitar that i brought with me yeah. and um that was pretty pretty badass and then the other one was Teresa made me a bender costume from cool. futurama out of cardboard and uh foil i guess or around the costume yeah it was incredible cool it was incredible and they didn't have a at the a school they didn't have a uh, like an award to give me specifically so they were because they gave awards for like costumes and stuff yeah so for some reason they gave me scariest costume it was
1: probably very scary
0: it, yeah i i, I would have appreciated just Best costume overall because yeah. it was pretty legendary. Absolutely. And Teresa put a shit ton of work into it. Good for you, Teresa. So I give this episode 8.5 oh. loose jelly beans out of 10.
1: <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts leave a review, or tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth.
0: And if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian, or you can leave us just the tip at buymeacoffee.com slash thehistorian. You can also shoot us an email with future show ideas or corrections you may have noted to the reluctant Historian at gmail.com.
1: So, we'll see you next week, same time, same place, for another spooky season episode.
0: And if you're thinking about, you know, poisoning children, don't. Give Jesus a chance
1: yeah